Uh, I wanted to thank God for the opportunity to be part of the fellow brethren. Um, if God doesn't give us the life that we have, we can't do what we are doing. And first of all, thanks to God and thanks to the Holy Spirit for giving us the strength and the wisdom and understanding to carry on in life. I want to thank my brother in Prophet Emmanuel for the opportunity and also the father of the house of water for the wonderful door an opportunity to share the gospel on his platform. And wherever you are, I also want to thank you for joining tonight's um, meeting. I believe it's an appointment with God, not with man. Before we even came, before we came into this world, God knew that we will have a meeting like this. And he knew that you and I will be part of it. The scripture says that uh, many are called, but few are chosen. So if you are here tonight, uh, this afternoon, this morning, depending on the time zone you find yourself, God has handpicked you. You could have been doing anything, but God handpicked you for this meeting. Um, I love the theme that we are using in our fasting and prayers. Um, the Bible says that this kind goeth not unless with fasting and prayers. So fasting and prayers, I mean, there's very necessary, especially in the times that we find ourselves when things seem to, I mean, go in a way that we are not used to. When economic, I mean, principles, I mean, all kinds of principles are failing. It takes those who can hear the voice of God. It, it takes the sons of Issachar, the daughters of Issachar, who know the times and seasons. And if you've walked with God and journeyed and taken the adventure of faith, you realize that God always visits those who wait on him. It says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings. So when the storms of life, when nations, when policies, when institutions, when organizations, when politicians are finding it hard to make sense of whatever that is happening, it takes those who can wait on God to mount up with wings like an eagle. When you look at the eagle, the eagle can soar to altitudes that no other bird can go. So when God touches the heart of man, and as he has touched the father, the apostle of the house, and he has touched our brother, Emmanuel, to also lead us in a 40 days fast. It's very prophetic. Um, personally, I know that it is in line with the will of God. And the theme is walking 
in divine purpose. Walking in divine purpose. Without waiting on the Lord, you can never find your divine purpose. Hallelujah. So God bless everyone who has, I mean, committed in myself, your family. I mean, you are engaging yourself in this 14 days fasting. I know for sure that uh, God will surely reward you. There are three things that I always know that there's a reward for. When you read Matthew chapter 6 to 7, you find it. It said, when ye pray, there's a reward. When you fast, there is a reward. And when you give, there is a reward. We have been fasting. We have been praying. We have been given. We have been given our time. We've been given our sleep. We've been given our food. Um, we have been given our, our time or fellowship with family, with colleagues, with work. And we are waiting on God. And it says he's a rewarder of every man or every woman who waits diligently on him. So I therefore know that God is going to reward you both spiritually, physically, mentally, maritally, all kinds of blessing. All you need to do is just to wait. He said, be still and know I am God. And I know that God is going to minister to you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for your mighty hands. I thank you for your supernatural power that is available tonight to liberate your people, to liberate us from any kind of bondage, any kind of embargo. Thank you for breaking any strongholds, mental strongholds, strongholds from past relationships, strongholds from events of life, strongholds from soul ties. Thank you for breaking the status quo that has confined and has restricted your hand in our life. Father Lord, I am just a vessel. Anoint my lips, liberate my mind to be able to speak your mysteries and to teach as you want me to teach. I pray for your people that as they hear the words I speak, that they will receive it and their heart will affirm every single thing that you want to do in their life. Let angels minister to them let your spirit locate them wherever they are in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Today we are going to just dive into something small. I believe for the past uh, days we've been doing a lot of things. I'm just coming to add up to whatever the Lord has been speaking through his vessels. First of all, I want us to open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. We are talking about walking in divine purpose. 
walking in divine purpose. How do we walk in divine purpose? What is divine purpose? What is walking? These are questions that comes up anytime that I mean uh, we move up and down in life. And they are questions that I mean is being asked from the time that I mean man started when civilization started these questions have been asked and they are still being asked diverse kinds of i mean religion people races have been asking and trying to find i mean the answers to this and one thing i know is that it is only in christianity where i mean the question for purpose is fully answered so as christians i mean we don't need to go far we go straight into the holy book of the lord that is the holy bible that contains every single thing it is a um, manual of life it is our instruction and it is the authority of god for whatever he has done so let's open our bibles to genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 uh, probably verse 2 um, The book of Genesis is the book of beginnings. So it means that whatever life is about starts from Genesis. So I read from the New King James translation. It says, in the beginning, God. So if it's your Bible, just underline in the beginning, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. I read a verse 2 again. The earth was without form and void, underlined without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Underline darkness on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. Underline Spirit of God. Then at verse 3, it says, Then God said, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was the light. Let there be. And there was hallelujah so we get to understand in this few scriptures we just read that there was a God who created the heavens and the, and the earth that is a supreme being that is God he says in the beginning in the beginning when you read the Jewish Bible, it says, In the beginning, Elohim Barak, the God creator. See, Elohim. In the beginning was God. So, you can't take God from existence or from life. Everything starts from Him. Everything that we see, that we are, starts from God. 
when you take God out of the equation, it is not balanced. So, for us to be able to walk in a divine purpose or to understand our purpose, we need to put God in the equation. When you take God outside the equation of life or your existence, it becomes uh, meaningless. For example, science has been trying to, I mean, wrap their head around how the universe came to be, all kinds of theories. Some people, I mean, talk about the Big Bang. I mean, I don't want to go there. But when you sit down, you ask yourself a question. Even if it's a Big Bang, who caused that Big Bang? You see, the sun that we see, how did it come to be? The moon, the stars, the trees, the water. I mean, there's an architect behind everything. So Genesis makes us understand that the architect of everything that we see is from God. You see, is of God. Now, the verse 2 makes us understand something very um, important. It says, The earth was without form and void. That is to say that before God came in, there was chaos. So when God came in, something had to change. Whenever God isn't in something, there's always chaos. Darkness is always there. You can't take darkness out unless there's God. So in your life, in your I mean, marriage, ministry, in your studies, I mean, in your career, Whatever you are doing, you need to have God at the center of it. Civilization evolves around God. Life evolves around God. So the Bible says that there was void and it was without form. Anyone who doesn't walk in divine purpose, your life is without form. There's this emptiness. And if you've had a chance to talk with people who are going through things, you realize that the, the key thing that you are missing, the denominator that cuts across everything is God. You see, it is the foundation upon which we should build our life on. That without God, we can do nothing. Amen. So the next one that we see is that the Bible says, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Darkness takes over when God is in present. The Bible says that the God of this world, the God of this world has blinded them. So there's a God of this world. Satan rules over this world. So when Jesus came, he came to proclaim the new, I mean, order after the fall of man. He said that if you hear my voice, the kingdom of God is at hand. Come into this kingdom, forsake the kingdom that you are in, and you will find purpose. You'll find the meaning of life. Whatever question you find hard to understand, God will give the way. 
So the Bible says that Jesus came. He said, I am the way, the truth. For you to walk in your purpose, you need to know Jesus. For you to have clarity, you need to know Jesus because he is the truth. There are many things, I mean, but there's only one truth. There are a lot of facts, but there's only one truth. There are a lot of dangers, but there's only one God, one true God. There's a lot of religion, but it all comes to one God. Failure to understand the place of God is where most people divert or miss it. And this is as a result of darkness, ignorance. So some of us, we are walking outside the divine purpose because of ignorance. We are not knowing what God wants for us. And how can we know if we don't read his word? So his word is the foundation from which we build our purpose. So if you want to um, walk in your divine purpose in life, you need to embrace the word. Who is the word? The word is Jesus. It says, the word became flesh in 1 John chapter 1 and dwelt amongst men. So the first thing, the first requirement for you to walk in your divine purpose is that you would what? Accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. It is a requirement. So I don't care about how long you've been in the church. If Jesus isn't your Lord and personal Savior, you have lost it. Because purpose starts from God. It says in the beginning, John 1, 1 to 5. It says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. And the Word was with God. So it means that when God was planning or was leaning, laying out the framework for the universe for creation, Jesus, that word, was with him. So um, back to Genesis chapter 1. Scripture says that the earth, Genesis 1-2, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Then look at what happens. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. The Holy Spirit is moving around. You see, there's, there's a desire, there's a longing. Every single human being on earth has an amount of relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because everything was what? Out of the breath of God. So the Holy Spirit will start prompting their hearts. If the person is a Buddhist, if the person is a Hinduist, if the person is an atheist, whoever that person is, the Holy Spirit keeps prompting you that there is a God. So it will be hard for you to say that you don't know that there is God. Creation will speak to you. Through the Holy Spirit, you get to know that there is a supreme being. There is a higher purpose. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. 
So the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the surface, was prompting creation that there is something beyond what you're experiencing. Probably you are going through life and you know that deep down, this isn't where you are supposed to be. You know deep down you are called for something. How do you know that? It is the conviction of the Spirit of God. So when the Holy Spirit moves, He moves with the will, the purpose. So without the Holy Spirit, we can't walk in our divine purpose. Scripture says that the Spirit of God searches the deep things of God. So if you don't know the Holy Spirit, the personality of the Holy Spirit, it means you can't search the deep things of God. You can't navigate the path that God has cut for you. So one, you need to what? Have the word. Know Jesus. Accept Jesus. Two, you need to have a fellowship with the Holy Spirit to be able to walk in your divine purpose. So it all comes back to fellowship. Fellowship with Jesus. Fellowship with the Spirit of God. Then when you have this too, then the Spirit says something. Then God said, let there be light and there was light hallelujah let there be light and there was light let there be clarity let my people have that clarity let them know what i have predestined them to do but if you don't accept jesus there's no way you can walk in your divine purpose if you don't embrace the holy spirit there's no way you can walk and be guided by the Holy Spirit to fulfill your purpose. So Jesus said something that I am living, but it's a commission I have given to you. He says, a great commission to reach out to all ends of the world. That is your purpose. That your life will reach out to people. But before your life can reach out and be a blessing to people, you need to wait. That's why I'm happy about the fasting and prayers. In your waiting, the Holy Spirit broods over your life. In your waiting, the Holy Spirit breaks you up. In your waiting, the Holy Spirit extracts every kind of darkness. Because when we read Genesis 2, it says that there was darkness upon the surface. So the Holy Spirit had to create the atmosphere where there was no kind of darkness, there was no chaos. So some of us, because of our strong will and our disobedience, the Holy Spirit hasn't been able to break us to a point where, I mean, we come to a place we have that clarity, then we move in the path that God has given to us. So this is what's happening. The Holy Spirit is trying to move us by ourself that is being governed by the God of this world that has that influence the God of this world has the influence over the flesh Galatians chapter 5 it says the flesh is in constant battle with the spirit so we want to do the will of God but we are 
um, how do I put it? We are under the influence of the God of this world. The Church of Laodicea, the Bible says that he are lukewarm. They are neither cold or hot. They are just in between. Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You need to deny one and accept one. It's either you are all for God or you are all for Satan. You can't balance the two. One has to what? Outweigh the other. Amen. So, one, you need Jesus. That's the, the foundation. He is the way to walking in the divine purpose that God has already given out to you. Two, you need the Holy Spirit, the GPS of God, to carry you in the right path. Scripture says, there's a way of man that it looks right, but the end is destruction. It says there are two roads. One is broad, one is narrow. Many people are moving in a broad path. It looks very pleasant. It looks very casual. It looks less stressful. But the end is full of misery. The end is full of death. The God of this world is very wise. Satan has been there. Revelations calls Satan as the old dragon. So he knows how to, I mean, make things look good. So we find people striving to, I mean, to attain success. Now today when I was meditating on the scripture, uh, one of the things the Holy Spirit said to me was this. There's difference between success and purpose, fulfilling purpose. We have people who are successful. You see, it's good. But you see, success is more um, self-centered. So you realize people will mention, oh, I've done that. I've been able to accomplish that. They start mentioning the, the, the certifications the person has gotten. He has built a house. He is married. He has kids. So we call that person successful. But when you dive deeper, you realize that that person hasn't yet fulfilled the divine purpose. That person hasn't fulfilled the divine purpose. So we find, I mean, these Hollywood stars, mega stars, successful, but at the end, they die in a way you question, are these people really successful? Are they, were they working in their divine purpose? I mean, you find most of the pop stars, comedians, people who make people happy. I mean, they are earning money. Everything is supposed to be, I mean, working well. But when they die and the report comes, you realize that they DOD. They did drug overdose and they died. They weren't fulfilling their purpose. So something within them, there was a void. You see? And that is how our life is. When you take God out, and you say you're going to move on yourself, on your own, without the help of the Holy Spirit, you will come to a place where, I mean, you feel empty. That is why people are doing all kinds of things and they are still not satisfied. 
Satisfaction comes when you step into purpose. Hallelujah. Satisfaction comes when you step into purpose. When you are out of purpose or when you are out of God, you are not satisfied. The woman at the well, she wasn't fulfilling her purpose. Uh, when you read John 4, it says that Jesus went to sit there. And the disciples had gone to get food and he was just sitting at the well. Sitting at the well, waiting. The woman came. He he gave the this the history, everything about the woman. That hey, you will be with several men doing all kinds of things, trying to get money, trying to live the glamorous life. I see you are missing one thing. You are not fulfilling your purpose. You might have a car. Probably you might, I mean, sleep with all kinds of guys. Probably you might have a sugar daddy, sugar papa, all kinds of sugar. And half, I mean, to the world, you are leaving it. To the worldly standard, you are making it. But deep down, you are missing it. And the time that the woman came, you see, it wasn't the casual time that people used to come and fetch water. But the Bible says Jesus was waiting. Jesus was waiting. The purpose was waiting for the career of the purpose. Before you came into this world, God already knew what you would do. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. The book of Jeremiah chapter 1. It talks about something very interesting. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4. I read. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you. Look at this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So God already knows you. Before you were born, I had sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Jesus, before prophet Jeremiah came, God already knew that he had an assignment for him. So, your divine purpose, your assignment, starts from God. When you take God out, you miss it. So, what do you have to do? You need to seek after God. And I'm happy he said, and the word of God came to me. Most of us, we are not spending time in the word. We will fast, we will pray, but we will not take adequate time to study the word. You need to make it your life purpose, your life project. Now, I will study the word of God to understand what God wants me to do. You see, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me. The word of the Lord. Elias said, in the beginning was God. John chapter 1, he said, in the beginning was the word so for you to understand 
to have clarity, to have a framework of what God has called you on earth to do, it starts from God. You can't take God out of it. Now, um, when you dive deeper, you realize that the woman at the well, when she encountered Jesus, her life turned around. When you encounter the word, when you start fellowship with the word, because fellowship is communication, is sharing things, I mean, understanding each other. And she was, I mean, having a conversation with Jesus, and she believed. She believed in the word. So it will take those who believe in what is written in the word of God for them to step into their divine purpose. She believed, and the Bible says that she stepped into her purpose. She was an evangelist. Her divine purpose was to reach out to strong men who, I mean, were in a place that they didn't even regard women. She went and she said, I have met a desire. Somebody who had been changing, I mean, one guy to another, leaving and either fornicating or adulterous life because she wasn't married to them became an evangelist the first evangelist look at this and she reached out to all of them and she was happy in doing that so one of the things is when you are leaving or when you walk into a divine purpose you are satisfied and happy but when you are driving yourself to success Happiness isn't there. Happiness isn't there. There's this popular comedian that died some years ago. I mean, he was a comedian, an actor. I mean, he was doing it all. But he died. He committed suicide. And people started asking questions. This man is successful, but why? And that is how a lot of people, I mean, are going through they are asking the question, but they don't know how to step into the answers of that question we are asking about purpose. To ask about purpose. So God has already predefined your purpose. Jeremiah makes us understand. He said, I know the plans I have for you. They are not of evil, but they are plans of good and uh, an expected end or a future. So God already knows the plan. All you need to do is to connect yourself to the source. To the source. Um, let's open our Bibles to Revelations chapter 22. And let's look at something there. So I said, God is the beginning of our purpose. He is the source. He is Alpha and Omega. And there's no surprise that, I mean, Jesus is the way. I always say that the Bible reflects Jesus. It is the revelation of God. So Genesis, the book of beginnings, Revelation, I mean, is the last book of the um, Bible. And we get to understand some mysteries. Revelations 22. And this is, I mean, 
an encounter of Apostle Paul on the island of Patmos, who had a deeper connection with the Master Jesus. He says, the beloved of the Lord. Now, if your Bible is very good, you realize that the theme is the river of life. I read verses 1 to 3. It says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Look at this. Very clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Proceeding. The pure river of life, which was clear, crystal clear, was proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. That is Jesus. Then verse 2. It says, In the middle of its streets on either side of the river was the tree of life. Hallelujah. In the middle of its streets, at the center of it all, was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits. Each tree yielding its fruit every month now mind you when you read genesis you realize that in genesis chapter 3 man was able to eat of a fruit but was denied access to the tree of life when they were pushed outside um, the garden of eden the bible says that there was a cherub that was placed to, to protect you see the purpose, that, that divine purpose there was secured. He says, The tree of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruits every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Look at this. The leaves of the tree of life, which was in the middle of the river of life, which came out of God and out of the Lamb, that is Jesus, the throne. Every single man barefoot fruit. Now today I was meditating on this scripture. I mean, I've been meditating on this three verse for about four days now. And yesterday in prayer, one thing that God showed me, he says that I am pouring out the rain of hope that every expectation of my people will be established and when i saw that rain the holy spirit just took me straight to the scripture and said the rain you are seeing is coming out of this pure river so anytime that we spend in a secret place the reason why god had fellowship and needs to have fellowship and we need and the reason why he is seeking and we need to seek after god is that we will have the pure river flowing to us it says the pure river of life so purpose is directly proportional to the life that we have in christ jesus the moment you disconnect yourself the moment sin comes in you lose focus you lose clarity so the Bible says that um, when Eve and Adam had lost focus, when they had disconnected the fellowship, 
with the Spirit of God and they had obeyed the voice of the serpent of Satan. They switched from being God dependent because it is only through God that we find our purpose. And they became independent, I am dependent, dependent on their inward self, their flesh, which the enemy exalted. So you realize that Isaiah makes it very simple. He says, Oh, Monster Lucifer, how you are fallen and you have exalted to lift your throne above God. So when pride comes in, you miss your divine purpose. When sin comes in, by listening to the voice of Satan, by listening to the report of the world, by listening to things that are not of God, someone says that blessed is the man who does not take the counsel of the ungodly. So whenever you start listening to things or people who are not Holy Spirit filled, you miss your divine purpose. You can't walk in that purpose. So the Bible says that one, Eve saw the tree and she desired, if I eat this, if I do this, I will be this. That is herself speaking seeking for i mean success seeking for fame seeking to do whatever it pleases but your purpose isn't for you purpose is for god your purpose is derived from god you do what you do because god wills it so you are born to the family born to the city or the country you have the color of your skin because it is the will of god a force in his in his purpose you are working where you are working because a force in his purpose how do i know that um let me pick david david was i mean a shepherd because of the assignment God had to use him to do. David was in the wilderness, tending to the sheep, the flock. He was one with them. He had to humble himself. He had to, I mean, disconnect from the world, from the family, and start focusing on the sheep. He had to learn how to protect the sheep because of the purpose that God had for him. Even though his father, his mother, his siblings, I mean, society did not regard him for what he was doing, but it was fully in line with the purpose of God. Do you know what? Whatever little you are doing, know that it has God in it. Whether you are a teacher, whether you are, I mean, politician, whether you are I'm a real estate person, whether you're a doctor, it has God in it. So you need to do your best to let the light of God shine there. Matthew chapter 5, 
said, let your light shine so forth that every single person that sees your life will give glory to God. So your purpose draws people to God. So as we were reading in Revelation chapter 22, it says, and the pure river came out of the throne. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God, everything came. When you read Colossians chapter 1, it says that everything, Colossians chapter 1 verse 17, everything comes and everything finds its purpose in Christ Jesus. That is the message translation. So David protected the flock, protected the sheep. So the Bible says that when the lion and the bear came to snatch one of the, I mean, the flock or the sheep, he wrestled and took what belonged to him. That is David. Not knowing God had hit him, preparing him for what was ahead, the divine purpose for us to walk. We are talking about walking. Today we are just doing, I mean, Bible studies, building ourselves for what we are going to enter into tomorrow. In the calendar of God, God intentionally placed him in the house of Jesse, in Judah, in the wilderness to be a shepherd. It says, everything works together for our good because we love God and we fall under the purpose. So every single event in your life, good, bad, has to work together. That is why I know that whatever little that God has given you, as you are diligent in keeping it, in making Christ known, if you're a doctor, you need to make Christ known. If you are a teacher, you need to make Christ known. Wherever you find yourself, you need to make Christ known. Then you move in the purpose. So the Bible says that there was a time that the prophet of God came and he anointed David. He anointed David. One of the things you should know for you to step and prosper in your purpose, God will always send men and women who are filled with the Spirit to usher you to that place. Jesus, to step into his purpose, needed John the Baptist. Saul, to become the poor we know, needed Ananias, the prophet, to bless him. You see, so stepping into your purpose, you need a man. And it is sad that, I mean, after salvation, when we are being taught, we are in a generation where society is trying to fight men of God, women of God, people that God has given, fathers that God has, I mean, taken to the process of time to guide us with his word, what he's doing in a season, we are fighting them. Jehoshaphat says something. Um, 2 Chronicles 20, 20 says, Believe in the Lord your God, you'll be established in your purpose, in your will, you'll be established. But to prosper, to be able to prosper and be efficient 
in whatever you are doing. You need to believe his prophets. So there's a place of God and there's also a place of man. Joshua became the Joshua, the man who stopped the elements of nature, the sun and everything. The one who was able to take the Israelites into the appointed place that God had located for them. Mind you, Moses couldn't take them, but Joshua was able to do that. But you know what? Joshua was seven. He needed Moses to direct, to bless him. So don't say you can do everything on your own. Anytime you start saying that as pride, when your pastor rebukes you, when, I mean, a brother in faith rebukes you in love, accept it. When a preacher speaks or preaches, say, live pure by the grace of God, through the prophets, through the apostles, through the teachers, through the pastors and evangelists. God is speaking to us. So we need to come to a place that we accept the verses God has given to us. As God has given the father of the house, I mean, um, of water, he has given him a mission, a vision. And he said, many are called, but few are chosen. So if you are connected to this mission, it means that you need to accept the direction and the rebuke. I mean, I would have never come to where I am without correction and without rebuke. I was telling I was telling my ministry some time back. I was saying that, see, I started life just like any other person. My mom is a minister of the gospel. I mean, but the fact that you are in the house of God doesn't mean you are falling in the divine purpose. And I have to find it myself by seeking and to step into the divine purpose i needed a father he instructed me i quite remember i started doing projection i mean easy worship everything coming to church temple cleaning going through the stages i mean bible studies for later intercessory everything god will groom you Sometimes my father will call me. Today you were leading prayers. You were out of scripture. I gave you 30 minutes. You went beyond. And you see, when you are young, the youthful experience, you think that you are all, oh, I mean, you know things and man, the fathers are too something. You are killing yourself. You are killing. You might be anointed, but don't take that anointing over the fathers and the mothers God has placed in your life. If you want to walk, he said, in a multitude of counsel, you need sound counsel. Hallelujah. So back to David. The Bible says that when he was anointed by the prophets to become a king, you know, he was anointed three times. And he took a lot. He went through the process. The Bible says that there was a time where he had to go and do his father's bidding. Look at this. 
to walk into your divine purpose to fulfill your purpose you need a man his father said go and give your your brothers food because they are in a battlefield and he obeyed so one obedience is a key obedience to the word obedience to the people god has given to you to instruct you will lead you into your divine purpose so the bible says that i mean david who was anointed king went and he saw Goliath making all kinds of noise and he said who is this uncircumcised philistine do you know what anyone who is walking in their god-ordained purpose has the spirit of boldness they have that courage they step into faith you can't have fellowship with god and come out and be timid he is the god of everything when we read the hebrew translation he said jehovah and um, elohim bara the creator in the beginning so if you have face-to-face relationship every morning every day every single time you are in interface with god there's nowhere fear can step in if god says that pick up your bags and leave your father's house as he told abraham i mean there's no way you doubt because you know the word when the word comes to you it comes to reaffirm to give you empowerment so the bible says that david met goliath and he said i will kill you today and he met saul and saul was like hey, this shepherd boy you are very funny i am a big tall man i have all the qualities i am still sitting here and you and nobody do you know what the report of the world is different from the report God has for you. The report of the world is different from the report God has for you. Isaiah will say, choose which report you will believe. There's an image God has of you. Until you embrace that image, life will be filled with frustration. See, when you walk in the divine purpose when you step into the purpose when you accept jesus and you start to walk with jesus or walk with god you cease to exist bible says abraham walked with god he didn't care about any other thing he didn't care about the promise that is isaac he gave it out so one of the keys to walk in is to give out yourself to give out yourself you need to give out yourself to the will of god you crucify yourself at the cross and you take upon the life of jesus you take the word as it is and when he stood before saul he said um i have never used a sword but when god was dealing with me when the Holy Spirit was dealing with me, taking away the darkness, as Genesis 1 said, he was dealing with me that yes, I mean, my father didn't love me, but yes, my brothers looked down on me. I mean, 
Yes, I am a shepherd boy. I'm not perfect. The Holy Spirit said, You are fearfully and wonderfully made of God. It doesn't matter what people are saying. I'm going to choose you. But just embrace God's word. And David was so, so in tune with God. The Bible said that, I mean, he was after God's heart. He spent time in his wilderness. So the wilderness period, you need to embrace it. That is why I'm happy that we did fasting. Fasting will break you apart. Fasting will expose you. You think you are ready to become a minister, but there's something there that you need to deal with. If God's purpose for your life is to become an evangelist, to go to the nations, if God's assignment for you to become a prophet, to speak the mind of God, to tell the deep things that is affecting people, God will have to break you in your secret place. You go through rejection, you go through denial, I mean, you go through scandals, false witness, people that you have grown, I mean, people you have taken money out of your pocket to help. They will turn back and start bite biting you. In your ministry, they will start taking people out. But it is a process towards the purpose of God. Because you need to come to a place where you realize that it is not about you. So the next thing, to understand and to walk in your divine purpose, you need to first come to a place that you know it is never about you. It is about God. When you make it about you, you've missed it. If you're a minister of God and you make it about you, you've missed it. He said, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. It is not about money. It's not about, I mean, the wife. It is not about the husband. It is not about the, 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 the degree. It is not about the fame. It is not about the congregation size. It is about God. So if God has truly called you and set you apart, see, you might have one, you might have a disciple, be happy with a little. Just know it's all about God. I am just doing that. God will do the rest. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. Hallelujah. If we take God out of our purpose, life will become meaningless but when god comes in when god is at the center of it life becomes meaningful so you might be having a job that is paying you ten dollars ten pounds ten ghana cities ten euros i mean ten rubles ten yuan but you'll be happy People ask you, why don't you stop this way? You know that you are in the purpose of God. Because God is preparing you. You see, if you're in the purpose, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. So I wrote certain things down, um, I think because of time. Um, I mean, we're just going to run overhead. Um, we miss our purpose because the questions we ask and the answers we we intend of having they are all self-centered 
We exist because God wills us to be, not us willing God to be. So some of us, we come to church. I mean, we come to revivals because of what we will get, not what God will get from us. You see, you don't need to pray and fast because you want God to open your eyes. No, 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 no. You've missed it. You don't need to fast and pray because you want a husband. You've missed it. In the purpose of God, does God approve you to have a husband or a wife? Yes. The Bible makes us clear that some will, will go into that ministry where they will leave a singlehood. So maybe the reason why no one is coming is probably, maybe, I'm not saying that is it. God has called you for that ministry. You see, so it's all about God, not you. And this generation is getting to a place where it's all about ourselves. It's all about ourselves. What will I get? And it's sad. When you come from the leaders of the country, for politicians, what do we get? And you're messing up. When you come to the ministers of the gospel, teachers, apostles, prophets, they are supposed to lead us back to God. They are also messing up. But thank God we have good ones. Thank God we have an apostle of the house who is going to lead us through fasting. When it comes to fathers, mothers, parents who are supposed to seek out the will of God, the purpose of God, I mean, you find a husband doing their own thing, wife doing their own thing, I mean, and the kids are being affected. When you step out of the purpose, you do things that are self-centered. So a husband will go and cheat because of his selfish desire and go and have kids outside the marriage. And at the end, the kid will not have that father figure. It will grow up and become a burden. At the end, the father, the mother, they will pass out. But the kids will have constant strife because God was in the center and they made themselves the center. So purpose is, is something that we cannot do. When you take God out, you will miss it. So the reason why we need God is that through God, we find our origin. I mean, some people have missed it. I mean, they don't know where they come from. I mean, because, I mean, there was slave trade. A lot of people were dispersed. I mean, wars. I mean, they are Americans. They don't know whether they are black or Americans or black Americans or they are free or they are still slaves. Some are just confused. You see, some people also don't know whether they are male or female. Yeah, I mean, it's just because of the absence of God, the source. It says in Revelations, and he showed me a pure river of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the lamp. In the middle was the tree of life, and it was very fruit. So your point of origin is from God. 
It says, before I formed thee in your mother's womb, I knew you. So God makes us understand our origin, our purpose. We get to find our identity. A lot of people are having identity crisis. So when somebody is saying LGBT or whatever, it's identity crisis. We have a male and a female. It said God created a male and a female, woman and man. You see, so when you start having issues, it means you are having issues with God. You don't know God. The moment you encounter God, you encounter the true word of God, your identity becomes clear. He says you are a royal priesthood. You are a child of God. Anyone who believes in Jesus, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, is born of God. So your identity is a child of God. Yes, you are born to a family, and you are not of that family. He said, if you believe in Jesus, you become a new creation. So I, Emmanuel, so, so I am a new creation. I am not a Ghanaian. I am of heaven. That is my identity. You find meaning to your life. Why you are existing. You find meaning. And out of the meaning, you step into the purpose that God has called you into. And purpose doesn't come to you. See, success is centered on self. Purpose is centered on God. Purpose gives. So we realize that in Revelation chapter 22, verse 1, it says, the water flowed from God. Jesus said that I did not come to be saved, but to serve. So if we are born after the lineage of Jesus and we are joint heirs with Jesus, it means we are supposed to give. That is why, I mean, you need to live a life of giving. You give out, you love. I mean, you intercede, you support with your finances, the church. It is your purpose. It is the word of God that you will reach out. You see, you find purpose. And one of the next things you step into is significance. You become significant. See, when you are outside the purpose, I mean, you are an echo. You just make noise. But when you step into the purpose of God, you become significant because God is backing you. You are doing what you are doing. Why will John the Baptist become significant in the wilderness? For people to move from where they are and come to a man who was wearing, I mean, clothes of leather, I mean, animal leather, eating wild honey <laughs> and locusts. It doesn't make sense. It's like everyone is running from Ukraine, but people, I mean, people from the world are rushing into the battleground to hear a man preach. It doesn't make sense. God makes you significant. And you fulfill or you step into your destiny. Your destiny. So, um, the destiny that, let's take Jesus as an example. He took three years on earth to do whatever he was doing because he was in the will of the Father. And after that three years, he only touched 12, spent time with the 12, the little, 
Yes, he ministered to a lot. But to the twelve. But out of the twelve, we have all kinds of what? Of books written based on the revelation that the twelve carried from Jesus. He fulfilled his destiny. You are made for God and not God for you. So you need to come to a place where you accept that God is your point of origin. That God is the one that grants you your identity. That God is the one that makes meaning to your life. That God is the one that will direct you in your purpose. That God is going to make you significant in your family. Like, I mean, Gideon and like Caleb, God made them significant. Like Moses, the stammerer, he said, I am slow to speech. He said, no, I don't care about what you are. I will make you significant. You see, so success is different from purpose. Success is temporal. That is why we have billionaires 10 years ago, but now they are nowhere to be found. But when you step into the purpose of God, it is God-driven, it is lasting, it doesn't die. The impact that Jesus did within three years, we are still feeling the impact now. Success is self-centered, purpose is God-centered. You see? So, somebody said, how do I step into the purpose or walk in the purpose that God has given me? It's simple. It's by revelation, through his word. You see? Most people are doing try. Try here. I'll try this. I'll do that. It's more like speculative work. Okay, let me try what someone is saying. They are saying Bitcoin, so probably may step into Bitcoin. They are saying, I mean, uh, uh, networking, marketing. Let me step into that. Um, let me see. Take time. Ask God, Father Lord, what do you want for my life? Father Lord, who do you want me to marry? Father Lord, what time do you want us to settle down? Father Lord, how many kids do you want me to have? What name do you want me to name them? How do you want me to train them? These are questions we should start presenting to God. We have to stop the fasting. Some fasting we don't need. We need to start asking, Father Lord, in this month, Today, what do you want me to do? What food do you want me to eat? It falls in the purpose. So by the revelations of God, when you keep on walking in the way of God, the purpose of God, do you know what happens? You bear for fruit. So purpose, anyone who fulfills his purpose or her purpose, they bear fruit. If they bear fruit, Jesus bear fruit. In the what the 12 apostles, we find Christianity moving like never before. Out of Jesus, we have a lot of institutions, a lot of universities, a lot of I mean, I mean institutions were birthed out of I mean um, religious, I mean Christian background. When we look at the constitutions of many nations, it is centered on I mean. The, the principles of the gospel 
out of Jesus, there was a lot of things. You see, so when you come to Revelation, the Bible says that, and he showed me a pure river of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God, and the lamp in the middle of each street, verse 2, and either side of the river was the tree of life. The tree of life that was in Genesis that man was prevented from having access. The Bible says that it was there and it bore 12 fruits. 12 months, 8 leaves was healing the nations. So as I said, when you step into purpose, it's not self. It is God focused. So you give. So the fruits, the leaves, they were healing the nations. Your purpose reaches out. Your purpose, it reaches out. Jesus reached out. So when Jesus said, wait and tarry for the Holy Spirit to what? Take away the weakness and mold you. What he was trying to say is that when you are done, I will send you out. So this is the question. Since the time you accepted Jesus, have you gone out? Have you reached out? With the gospel, it might not necessarily mean that you are saying that I'm evangelist, but probably you can take upon yourself. There's a lady, there's a guy, probably that person is struggling. You can support them. It is a gospel of love. You can give. It demonstrates the love of God. That if God has not blessed me, I cannot help you. So because God has blessed me, I want to help. If God has blessed me, I want to support Apostle Walter and his ministry because many lives are being blessed. I'm going to give to this ministry that whenever they are having their crusades, they are having revivals, they can support people. I mean, they can pay their bills. It is you fulfilling the purpose. You see? So it is by the word of God. Our purpose bears for fruits. Your purpose in life bears for fruit. So what fruit are you bearing? So when we read Galatians chapter 5, it says the flesh struggles with the, the spirit. But the spirit bears for fruit. So anyone who's walking their purpose, you realize they are bear for fruit. So back to that case study, David. I said David was a shepherd. He had a lot of fruit beared in his wilderness because he had the Holy Spirit. To be a shepherd, you need to have a heart, a humble heart. This sheep will jump here, they will go there, all kinds of, excuse my word, stupid actions, but you need to have the heart. And the long suffering. David was in the wilderness, but he was having joy. He was having peace. He was having that long suffering. He was there, he said, I know the plans my father has for me. Plans of good and not evil. I will wait. That boldness, that gentleness to treat the sheep with care. That's the reason why God chose him to become a king over Israel. And that's the reason why out of him, Jesus came. Because he exhibited fruit. He was bearing fruit. Because he was spending time in the presence, in the secret place. No wonder he wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no view. 
no evil because God is with me. Said, I will dwell in the secret place of the Most High. So you bear forth fruit. You bear forth fruit. So um, to end, I want us to know that God is the source of our purpose and our life. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. For us to step into our purpose and walk in our divine purpose, one, we need a relationship with Jesus and we need a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Two, God has already predetermined our purpose in life. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. It's already established. And three, your purpose isn't centered on self, but is centered on God and for the nations. So you are to reach out to the world. Amen and amen. God willing, 